0: This is the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson, episode 31. Welcome to Earn More as a Life Coach with Victoria Gibson, the marketing resource for life coaches who want to transform more lives with their coaching and earn more while they do it. Hello, coaches and welcome. I am so excited to Dive into this episode's topic because I have actually been immersing myself in email marketing over the last two weeks as I create a brand new training. The reason I wanted to create this training is because time and time again, I kept trying to come back to email to teach it, to share it, and to get more life coaches embracing it despite the fact it feels a little intimidating, a little overwhelming at times. You can have a lot of judgment about email marketing, thinking that no one wants to hear from you via email, that nobody opens emails, that email's outdated, it's old, there's all these spam laws, and you know the list goes on, right? There are so many blocks to us consistently using the power of email to connect with our beautiful email list and attract new coaching clients using the power of email. It can feel hard, I know, but there's also a few other factors at play that I have seen in my clients and I have definitely had myself. And those can be about feeling like your list is so small, so why bother? or you're overwhelmed by all the pieces to put together to create an email list so you just don't send the emails. But what I want to remind you of is that amongst all the marketing strategies out there and amongst you know, I talk about Facebook and Instagram ads and webinars and all the things that you can show up with value, email is at the heart of every single one of the marketing strategies that you do. And why it's at the heart is that it can always be integrated with any activity that you're doing to amplify it. And your email list is your biggest asset in your business. It is the most valuable asset that you have because like a former mentor, James Shramko that I had back in the day who really encouraged me to create my own coaching masterminds and showed me once, is that with email, you own the race course And what he means by that is that with social media, like your Instagram account, Facebook page, or even a Facebook group, it's like a horse on the race course, right? You own the horse and you're only in control of the horse. And sure, you could win some races with it. And it's definitely great to show up there and take the opportunity of putting your horse on someone else's race course. That race course is the social media platforms, right? Like Facebook and Instagram, which are the same platform now being Meta or LinkedIn. or TikTok or whatever it is. But if someone decided to close the race course, then you can no longer run there and win. But when you cultivate an active, engaged email list, you have the ability to communicate with them at any time, to motivate, inspire, and attract them as clients. So, it becomes like you having that race course. You own the race course because you have that email list. Even though you're using tools to house all those emails and communicate with them, you still own that list. You can always download that contact list and take it to another service or what have you. So you've always got that opportunity. But the opportunity doesn't become valuable until you create connections and until you start sharing value. And there's a couple of other things that I wanted to share on today's podcast about how to drive that connection. And that is via consistently emailing your list. And one of the biggest blocks that comes up about that becomes, I don't know what to write. I don't want to sound pushy or salesy. I don't know what to share. I don't want to share all my personal details or my life. You know, all these things come up and then we just sort of get in our head or we think that there's some particular formula that we have to use. So it just leads us to a bit of that imposter syndrome, a little bit of the fear, uncertainty and doubt that creeps up again. And it leads us to turn to some new whiz-bang marketing tools and you know other things that can actually end up tiring us out because we have to recreate messaging or pages or funnels or ads for each and every one of those. Whereas if we just focus on always coming back to our own email list then you are going to have a beautiful race course that you can own and cultivate time and time again. And look, when I started my coaching and consulting business and jumped out of corporate back in 2010, I knew email was part of it, but back then we are probably off the back of the model of having web traffic that you could run ads to. So a lot of people were making money just via website traffic visits, by blogging, by attracting web clicks, and then hosting ads. So you could get paid that way, which seems crazy now, but people used to make quite a good income and good revenue from that. And in fact, one of my former clients from back in the day. I was speaking with her marketing manager or operations manager the other day, because I've known her for some time. And we were talking about her business because her business was built on that and still very much to this day has amazing levels of traffic, like 2 million visits a month or something insane. But their efforts are truly focused on their email list because that is where they know they can make offers, where they can have their own race course and that they can drive revenue and be in control of that. That is where the opportunity is, not in all those millions and millions of visits. So even that is just a major shift over the past decade. But definitely when I started out and started learning more about growing a coaching business and getting clients, email was at the centerpiece of that. And I started using the power of list building and sharing my knowledge and inviting people to opt in for freebies and on the website. It was mainly on the website back then, you know, it'd be like, subscribe on the website and all of this kind of stuff because most visits were still sort of coming to the website. And now with social media having absolutely overtaken that, it's easy to think that you've got to be cultivating your social media audience and spending all your time there and overlook the power of email because obviously you don't get quite as many signups on your website if you're the average coach. So, you know, it kind of feels like, oh, why should I bother about my list? Because it doesn't seem to be growing, especially if you're not using fast track strategies like Facebook ads. But you can still be cultivating your email list using the power of social, but don't forget to cultivate the list and build the list. So now really the focus is on social or other people's audiences or other kind of opportunities. So I want you to definitely be thinking about owning the race course and knowing that that focus has shifted more to social media and that there are free opportunities to be posting back to your attractive compelling freebie. By freebie I mean a list building lead magnet that gives your potential subscribers a reason to join your email list. It's not merely enough to invite them to subscribe anymore. So that's the first point is that I want you to have a beautiful lead magnet that people can subscribe to and join your list. And once they're on your list, I want you to be consistently emailing them. Now, some of this can be automated and I definitely recommend that you create automated follow-ups that introduce who you are to your new subscribers and share a bit more about what you do and invite them to the next step. Now, the next step may be listening to your podcast. It may be joining your free Facebook group. It might be following you on Insta or DMing you on Insta or signing up for a free workshop or webinar, whatever you are offering at the time preferably it's something that you can always offer that encourages your emails to get opened it encourages your subscribers to understand whether they're in the right place you set some expectations in that follow-up sequence about how often they're going to hear from you and what you generally talk about what kind of things you stand for what you care about maybe some of your accomplishments and this is where I want to get to some of the ways to really write better emails to your list and some of those elements that you definitely need to integrate. The first of which is personality. This is going to be what sets you apart as a coach. Now, I'm not suggesting you have to air all your dirty laundry or tell your deepest, darkest secrets or have some crazy hard luck story that you bounce back from. Just a real story about who you are and how you arrived at your coaching and why you care about the clients that you serve and some of your adventures along the way. Like what you care about, maybe the kind of things that you do during your week outside of your coaching, maybe who you follow, what kind of pastimes you have, or maybe you travel, maybe you're into shopping or TV or whatever it might be. Like, be a human. People want to do business with humans and that is what grows the no like, and trust factor and builds value and allows you to cultivate that race course, cultivate that connection with your beautiful email list on every single subscriber on that list. So, Make it as conversational as possible, but it needs to be clear, easy to read as well. So don't create really, really long paragraphs in your emails. You can do long emails, but make them easy to digest and read when people open them because you want it to feel light. And as we know, online attention spans are super, super short nowadays, but don't be afraid to put personality in. You don't always have to be the teacher. You can be the curator of information and you can share an update. You can give them a bit of an insight into what's been happening for you, maybe a client story, those kind of things. Just getting an insight and getting to know you is great in your weekly emails, even if you are going to teach them something or share something with them, which I do advise as much as possible. Be thinking about how is this valuable? Not just a, hey, you know, I went to a party on the weekend and this happened. Like be always subscriber centric and be led by who they are, think about how they talk, think about what challenges they are looking to overcome. And the more you grow your list, particularly with targeted list building strategies, the more you'll have people on your list who are sharing the same issues. And you can really dive into some of those commonly held beliefs, challenges, common enemies that they're facing. And the enemy may not be a typical enemy. It might just be the enemy of a belief system or habit that they want to break or something that they're carrying like maybe even their excess weight that they want to lose so understanding the belief system of your list is really important for writing emails that are going to speak to them okay so personality first and foremost but then that leads to being able to weave in stories the power of story now I don't mean you have to write the longest emails and you know think of all these stories and get yourself into a real tiz about how to construct those. Just be remembering that we as humans are wired to listen and pay attention to stories. That's what draws us in and engages us. And that's why gossip is a big deal, right? Because we're always interested in stories and what happened and all those kind of possibilities. So, wherever you can tell a story or a journey, a breakthrough that you've had in relation to the transformation that you offer... A story about a client, whether it was a win or a loss, like even just stories can allow you to really foster that connection. You don't have to be the most successful life coach to be able to tell stories. You don't have to have a sea of clients to be able to tell stories. Maybe it's something you saw or read in a book and you could relay some of your insights onto that and be that narrator rather than just the guru. But what I want you to focus on rather than making sure your emails are written perfectly or worrying about when people unsubscribe is that you remain consistent. So I'm giving you a few pointers here, but I'd really just rather, even if you send emails that aren't as great, just consistently get in the habit of doing it. The problem with that, of course, is that it gets quite demoralizing. So I want you to be encouraged by sending your emails and getting a response. So shorter emails can work just as well as longer ones and, in fact, a little bit better in today's day and age of not big attention spans. So be thinking about letting them know what the email is about. Your subject line is super important because... As we know, not everyone's going to open your emails anyway, but the ones who do look at it, you want them to actually click on the email when they've read the subject line. So keep that short. Think about how that's going to present in their email inbox. Even just using things like lowercase for each word makes it a little bit more casual and less sort of ad-like rather than using title case. Okay, so think about that too and test these things and see what works well for you and what doesn't. Try and give a promise in that title or stimulate some curiosity, but be thinking about what your subscriber, what your audience would care about when you're writing that subject line. Inject some personality and some story elements into your email, absolutely, but always be showing up with some level of value one action for them to take, even if it is just to have an insight from what you've shared is really, really valuable. But generally, yeah, we want them to kind of either go and read a blog post on our website. Even if you can just start doing that, write an article on your website, write a blog post on your website, publish a Facebook live on your page, and then send them there. So you can be moving them around to your different channels. You can create a series of links or resources from other thought leaders or experts or other points of interest if you like as well, if you haven't quite got up to being that sort of constant publisher. But if not, why not? But yes, you can definitely do that. So think about one action for them to take, but then don't lose that opportunity at the end to create another chance for connection. And by that, there is a marketer called Dean Jackson. He is amazing at email marketing. and I've had the pleasure of working with him a couple of times and meeting him in person. And he is long established and a bit of an email guru. And he created this thing called a super signature at the end of your email. So after you sign off and you say, see you next week or hear from you soon or lots of love or whatever you put as your sign off. I always put chat soon. For ages, I used to think, oh, I don't know what to even put for that. You know, you just agonize over these things, worrying about how people judge you. But action definitely will remove a lot of that doubt by just doing it and getting used to doing it and realizing that the world didn't fall apart. will hopefully help you shape new beliefs. But anyway, after you sign off, an email super signature gives the subscriber three options, or even just two options, of how you can help them more. One may be that they subscribe. To your podcast, or they follow you on Instagram for daily insights or updates. Another one may be that they apply for a breakthrough or discovery session with you, or another one may be that they come to one of your webinars or workshops or something like that. So it just gives you another chance. It feels like, oh, that could be really salesy, but it's actually a really nice way to get across the kind of things that you can help them with and what you do. You always get a portion of people clicking on those links. People just love links at the bottom of an email. And even if you do write a longer form email, you can actually just summarize it in the bottom and say, after the sign off, bottom line, I've got a new workshop on this week, click here to register free. And I'm sharing five ways to write better emails or whatever it might be. So a super signature can really, really help with your emails as well. And adding links into the text so that it's easy to see where to click, that they become a different color and highlighted. And if it works for you, I know they like to call it GIFs, but I always call it a GIF. Uh, You know, one of those animated images might sort of liven up your emails as well. You might want to add one of those especially if you don't like writing a ton. Short to the point, punchy emails generally work really well. So you don't have to agonize about writing a blog post length email every time. I just want you to be consistent. If you can stick to the same day and calendar that in, it is going to really, really serve you. So there are just a few tips to start using email more effectively and hopefully overcome a few of those roadblocks that you've been having. But if you are looking for more help with your email list, make sure you check the link in the show notes as I have a beautiful email workshop coming up. This is 30 days live with me as part of Email Activate where I'm sharing up to the minute email marketing strategies that are going to allow you to grow an engaged and connected email list. And also create an ecosystem around that so that it really plugs into social media, even if you haven't got a ton of followers or you don't have a big list yet. But it's the strategies that are working now to make sure that if your social media perhaps doesn't reach as many people, that maybe you're getting more on your email and you definitely got some follow-up and some automation there. So there's live coaching and support with me over the 30 days and I can't wait for you to come and join me. And regardless of whether you do, I really want you to focus in on your email. When I did this maybe three or four years ago after kind of burning things down and rebuilding and starting and changing and ignoring, and all of that drowning in imposter syndrome stuff that kept me stark. I reminded myself of how important email marketing is and how often I would go back to it to coach my clients on why it was so important for them, yet I was kind of ignoring it. So I was relying on Facebook ads and webinars and things like that to move that connection forward. But I'd always have to be doing that, whereas email can be creating momentum of its own. So once I refocused back in on that, I was able to grow my list even over the past year, 50%, but it was doubling more than doubling the two years before that. But over the last year, it grew 50%. And then when I looked at my Stripe revenue, that also grew 50%. It's like a direct correlation. The money is in your list, but also the heart of your coaching business is there. And it is your race course to plug back into and own. So don't put it off anymore. Yes, know that it's going to bring stuff up for you, or maybe you're one of those people it just doesn't, but you want to get better at writing better emails because it's not getting the results you want, then that's where you need to focus in as well. And I've got tons of resources to help you with that, but go to this week's show notes and I can't wait for you to get some of this email training and up-level your email game and write better consistent emails that get you coaching clients. Okay, I'll see you next week. Hey coaches, if you haven't already, make sure you head along to my free training, especially for life coaches like you. It is designed to help you become a wildly in-demand life coach. And in it, I'm sharing some of my best steps to help you attract unlimited clients, charge more and leverage your time. You don't wanna miss it. Head on over to victoriagibson.com forward slash webinar and make sure you grab your free spot. I can't wait to see you there.